You're listening to the Forrester Technopolitics Podcast, inspiring commentary and intelligent insight from experts in the thick of it. Good morning, everyone. This is Mike Walter, Principal Analyst at Forrester. I'm here with Ted Shadler, who is Vice President and Principal Analyst. Morning, Ted. (laughs) (laughs) Morning, Mike. You got that right. (laughs) Um, We're here to talk about mobile engagement. Uh, We've talked on other episodes of Technopolitics about mobile app We've dove very deep into like how to code it. Yeah. But you know what? That's really shouldn't be the starting point. The starting point should be how companies use mobile to engage their customers. And you recently wrote a report on that. Yeah. So, so we, we, I started looking at this thing, uh, mo- this thing meaning mobile, a couple of years ago because I'm a software developer myself mm-hmm. by, by training and inclination. So I look for places where developers flock. Right, and so 2007, Apple puts out the iPhone, a bunch of people jailbreak it, start putting apps up on the internet. The rest is kind of history, right? We have 700,000 mobile apps in the App Store. We got half a billion, almost a half a billion Android devices lit up. We've got, you know, iPads reinventing a cat. So we've got huge numbers of of touchscreen devices. And and the thing about it is we all get that you can put a mobile app in your pocket and and pull it out and do something with it. We get get that. It's kind of like where Amazon was in, in 97. We all knew we could buy something, a book, you know, online. But we haven't figured out yet as companies, as, as in, in industry, as, as, the, as the body politic, we haven't yet figured out that being in someone's pocket is very different from being on a screen that they can come to and get self-service. When you're in someone's pocket, you can actually tell them that something that's important to them is about to happen, right? Maybe they're right. just walking down an aisle in Walmart and they're walking by the big TV and boop, it comes a promotion that you can actually, uh, you know, buy this TV for an extra 10% off. Now, that's a little creepy, mm-hmm. right? But the fact that Walmart would, would let you put, put an app in their pocket, they would know that you're in an aisle of their store, that you're interested in TVs, actually allows them to say, hey, can I help you with that television, right? That's service, not just self-service. Right. So when you start thinking about that, what you realize is mobile actually changes your service model, how you serve your customers and your partners and your employees, how you actually interact with them to make them successful in the small moments of their day, in their workflow, in their daily life, in their productive work. And so you think most companies haven't figured that out They haven't figured yet. that out yeah. yet. What they've done is they've said, well, a mobile app, yeah, we, of course we need a mobile app. We need a mobile banking app or we need mobile email or we need SharePoint mobile or we need uh, you know, our whatever, we need our catalog and our, our, our distributor, right? We, we, everybody gets that. But they haven't yet realized that not really just mobile first. People go to the mobile phone first and, and most often, mm-hmm. right? It's way different from web in that way. Um, they come to mobile because they've got small moments of their day. They might only have 10, 15, 20 seconds, and they want to do something. So you have to be right there in their moment, in their, inside their head almost, Right, so how do you do that? Right, um, how do you take your service, which might be really big and complicated, and has all this backend infrastructure and people behind it, and you shrink it on down to a tiny screen about as big as you know, about as big as your nose, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe it's a tablet and it's as big as your face, but it's small. So how do you boil it down and make it small? How do you take that thing that your customer or your partner, or your employee cares most about, and put it right in front of them? So all they have to do is click one button to take the next step. Are there any companies doing that? There are lots of companies on the startup end of world, mm-hmm. right? So you look, uh, for example, at what Mint.com has done with, uh, with, with their home service. Fin- that's home finance, It's home right? finance, yeah. right? But I can aggregate all my uh, banking services and investment. Fine, great. But it, because it sees across all of my financial instruments, it knows that I've just exceeded my budget for gas or that my cash flow just went negative or, right? So they can notify me 
that I'm doing something that might get me in trouble by the end of the week. I might not have enough money, you know, to buy to buy lunch on on Friday. So 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 they can actually notify me. I can give them permission to say, send me a message that I'm about to do something that's really dumb. Or um, American Airlines, right? When I when I go to, you know, I'm a traveler a lot, so it's a mm-hmm. convenient uh, example. But when I open that app up, it knows when that's within 24 hours of my next flight, and it just pulls up the flight. It gets one button. Check in. <laughs> Once you do that, there's only one button lit up. It's boarding pass. Right. Um, I, I had an experience. Uh, I got the new Google Android Jelly Bean operating system. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I live in Lexington. Yep. Um, and I, I like to take the bus. And after about two weeks of using this new phone, all of a sudden I had a notification with the bus schedule. How did it know How that? How did it know? <laughs> it knew. And, and it kind of it did some learning. Yeah. And I was like... At f- at first you do feel creepy, yeah. But then you start to feel like you know it's kind of like you have a butler, right? Who's exactly. looking out for you. So uh, a, a digital butler, an assistant, somebody who's so Julie Oscar, our colleague, calls it. It's not Big Brother in this case. It's more like Big Mother. Mm-hmm. Wrap wrap my arms around you and give you better service. Mm-hmm. So to do that, I think I'd prefer a butler. I think a, a Jeep because would be nice. I don't um, want a. a an embrace you don't like want a that. big mother you just no. like an assistant to stand by your uh, yeah your i'm thinking shoulder. i'm thinking michael kane and batman there you go it's just i really i love that character he takes, he's not in your face but he's there when you need you so it takes all the problems and hassles yeah. away so butler or mother you know <laughs> we'll stick with butler <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> thank you <laughs> it works for me yeah yeah <laughs> so, so so here's the thing the thing is that the company's uh, are just now waking up to the fact that mobile is not just another digital channel. It's yeah. not small web, right? It is a different way to interact and serve customers, to work with partners. Here's a great wow, part. That, that's very significant what you said, that it's not just another digital channel because I, th- that's exactly the I know, way most are, That's how people think are it. thinking about yeah. it. So we, we got the web. We'll shrink it down and put it on a mobile phone, right? That's how they're thinking about it. But it's not that. So here's an example in the partner world from uh, Train. So Train um, is a Ingersoll Rand company, uh, heating, air conditioning. Yep. They sell direct sometimes to consumers, but mostly through distributors, regional distributors. Mm-hmm. So the problem um, is, is the distributor walks in. They've got a catalog. They got a clipboard. They ask a bunch of questions of the homeowner, um, and and they take they, they write it down. They go back. They mail in a bid, right? So it takes a couple of weeks. And what, so what Train did is they worked with a company called Synergy, which is one of these mobile boutique uh, agency oh, I know plus yeah. uh, app dev plus yeah. integration companies. And they built a tablet app, an iPad app. Mm-hmm. And it's got videos. It's got, you know, catalog. It's got, um, you know, a signature capture so you can actually get a digital signature right there. Here's the thing. They get tw- a 35% higher um, uh, average uh, deal price the people that carry tablets and the people that don't carry wow, tablets. Wow, so there's ROI if you did this right. Huge <laughs> ROI. So yeah. why, why is that? Well, it's because they can more easily upsell to the better unit, the fancier air conditioner. Right there in the partner's selling process, they're able to increase the value the partners, the, the distributor is able to get uh, because they're able to do a better job identifying what the customer needs, selling them the right product, uh, and, and closing the mm-hmm. business. They call it, uh, they shorten the distance from ring to ching, right? Getting that phone call, mm-hmm. I need a new yeah. air conditioner, to actually signing on the dotted line. There's one other thing they figured out, though, which is that if they instrument the app, then they have all the analytics they need. Right. And so having the analytics allows them to optimize the content that they're putting in front of them. They, they figure out which, which videos don't work, which ones do work. They figure out what parts of the app people are using and are not using. And so they can, they can optimize and tune it to make it even better before. Right. So they have a feedback loop. I, a total feedback loop. And yeah. so what they've had to do is they've had to rethink sales engagement process. Hmm. 
Now, IT kind of sponsored the project, but this came from sales ops, mm-hmm. right? The sales ops people understood what the opportunity and the issues were. Mm-hmm. So they rethought their engagement model, not just by putting an app out, by rethinking the entire end-to-end delivery process of getting business, closing business. And Ted, that's, un- that's uncommon for sales op to rethink. It's, it's, it's uncommon for any business or IT to think that way. They, I, they basically just, you know, a lot of times the marching orders from the business to IT is to make this paperless or, or, or actually put it on the web yeah, like that. So what, what do you think well, was... Well, actually, I think this is something that's changing very rapidly, right? So the, uh, we wrote the book Empowered. It was basically that when people in the business see a solution, a technology solution, social or mobile or video communications, uh, and they can easily f- get it, right, because of SaaS or whatever, then uh, they're in the best position to figure out what to do, how to do it, basically. So they're bringing the ideas to IT. And IT's job is to figure out how to execute, how to scale it, how to make smart choices around technology and vendors and and things like that. So we're seeing a lot of these sales ops, field service, um, facilities management, I mean, places where the technology, especially mobile and engagement technology is critically important. We're seeing the the motivation and the money and the ideas often come from the business these days. Well, I've seen uh, a lot that the business doesn't understand technology enough, so they don't have the imagination to yeah. know what's possible. And, so, and, and IT, they might understand yeah. the technology d- deeply enough, but not the business. So enough. that's also true. And let's, let's, take, let's take that someplace important. Yeah. Uh, so when you think about how technology can change the way you build products and services, uh, IT and technologists have the better awareness of the emerging technology and the technology possibilities. So there are a few people out in the business that might get it, that might have an idea. But at a company like General Electric, for example, they've built what they call a center of excellence, an engagement or mobile center of excellence. They have 150 people in this group. This group's job is to educate people in the product teams, in turbines and appliances and locomotives and light bulbs, right? All those people, how to use better engagement uh, technology, which, of course, includes mobile, and we call them systems of engagement, which yep. is a, a Jeffrey Moore term that we, we worked with him to define. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so there's a lot of technologies, a lot of design principles, right? It's task-oriented. It's not scenario d- uh, design. Very different orientation toward building the applications. And so this is a technology-funded and led group within GE that works across the entire organization. So to your point, Mike, it is definitely not just a business, and it's also not just an IT thing. It really is a blending of the two and a classic, what I think of as business technology activity. And so they made quite an investment with a group of 150-plus people. Huge investment. Is Is this, like, what would you recommend to a firm? It, right. Do you recommend that they, they create a, a tiger team, yeah. or, or how do they move forward? Well, that's great. And so we Can have, they do it internally? Do they have to hire the outside? So I mean, just <laughs> These are great questions. Yeah. And uh, Simon Yates and myself uh, are working on what we're calling the CIO's Mobile Engagement Playbook. And so it's a technology-centric playbook, 12 reports mm-hmm. uh, that give very specific advice and tremendous examples. We've talked to 100 companies on how to get mobile right for customers, for partners, and for employees. And so this idea of going from a kind of a tiger team or a set of core experts to a real uh, center of excellence, that's a long-range commitment. That's something you're not going to do overnight. But we think it's important to start doing that because you need to consolidate the expertise, the skills, the supplier relationships. So one company had something like 25 
agencies helping them build mobile apps globally. Well, that's just crazy, right? Mm-hmm. You, need, you want one brand. You want one experience. You probably only want one app in right. each market. Right. So you can't have 25 agencies helping you. You need to really narrow it down. So that was a place where having a chief, uh, not a chief executive, but a, an executive officer, somebody focused on mobile strategy, and having a center of excellence is very important. So mm-hmm. if you're just getting started with mobile, I would take an inventory, find out how many customer apps, how many partner apps, how many employee apps people are building. I would start to bring those people together to do some planning. There's some common back-end infrastructure. There's a lot of infrastructure rehosting and API design has to happen here, very complex technology stuff. You very well might need third parties. You might need a systems integrator or a mobile boutique, somebody who can help you really uh, code the APIs. But I will tell you this. In every example we know of, if you outsource it to someone else, then you will ultimately fail because mm-hmm. the mobile engagement is so critical to your business operation. You're not just building an app. It's not just a veneer. It's not just a thin veneer. It's right. not just a layer. It is actually a new way to serve customers, partners, yeah, that's and employees. Huge. So you have to own it. You've got mm-hmm. a project management. You want to have the right skills. You definitely need to hire expertise. But don't give up control or responsibility for the success of the engagement, which is, of course, the success of the app. And, Ted, how disruptive is this? I mean, and, and, the, and the follow-on question to that is, how much time do companies have? Yeah. I mean, can you, you know, is this a, a three, five-year thing, or is this do it now and do it in six months? Yeah, so it's definitely <laughs> happening very, very quickly. And in, in every industry, there'll be some best-in-class uh, uh, examples. So American Airlines, good. U.S. Air, terrible, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a, a travel <laughs> industry example yeah. here. So uh, I would say now is the time. It becomes a competitive um, force, I would say. Uh, there's lots of disruptive startups uh, showing up here. Um, Uber for taxi services. Right. Flipboard for magazines. Yeah. Rombi for data analytics. There's lots Lots of disruptors uh, out there that are coming in here. And, and so actually there's business transformation that will happen. As far as the long term, longer term, I would say we have probably a two to four year kind of time horizon here. But here's the thing. It's not just a mobile phone or a tablet, right? It is the fact that we are able to tap into smart products, into wearable devices mm-hmm. that allow us to control the world around us, whether it's our shoes or our glucose meters if we're diabetic right. or our blood cuff if we're checking our blood pressure or our refrigerator or our garage door or right. our thermostat in the case of Nest. Huge amount of wearable and smart devices that are part of this new engagement model. Right. So it's not going to slow down. It's going to accelerate. Right. Your product differentiation your service differentiation, your ability to project your what you're good at, your service, into your customer's workflow, life, uh, pocket is so important that you're going to start now, you're going to invest now, but you're going to be doing this for at least a decade. Ted Chadler, thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Thank you. All right. You've been listening to the Forrester Technopolitics Podcast. Read more about the technology fuel disruption and join the discussion at blogs.forrester.com.